Welcome to the Voices of Young People podcast, brought to you by Springtide Research Institute. In each episode, we hear directly from young people as they respond to our research and share about the issues impacting their lives. As sociologists and researchers, we see a new story unfolding for young people, one that moves beyond traditional institutional boundaries and requires careful attention to the inner and outer lives of emerging generations. At the intersection of being and becoming, it's the Voices of Young People. Hi everyone, Josh Packard here, Executive Director of Springtide Research Institute. I'm so excited to bring you this newest season of the Voices of Young People podcast in conjunction with our State of Religion and Young People 2020 report. In each episode this season, you're gonna hear directly from young people about their religious identities, beliefs, behaviors, and experiences, and it's all unfiltered. No interviewer, just the voices of young people. This week, we've got Elijah May, she's 17, and shares with us why acceptance and inclusion are driving characteristics of her Christian faith, and how she incorporates prayer into her daily rhythm as a high school student. Hi everyone, my name's Elijah May, I'm 17. I'm from New Jersey. I love the performing arts, so I'm definitely big on acting and dancing and singing. I identify as a Christian and I'm a rising junior in high school. Being a Christian to me just means that I can have a relationship with God. It doesn't have to be, um, I don't have to mimic anyone else's relationship with God. I know that every Christian is different or that everybody practices differently. So for me, um, I just, let's see. I just try to, accept everybody in the name of my higher power, if that makes sense. Something that has been on my mind for years and years. Um, I remember when Ariana Grande came out with the song, God is a Woman. I was definitely questioning what, um, you know, what I saw God as. Did I see him as a woman? Did I see him as a man? Did I see him as black? Did I see him as white? Um, I see God as a black man. And the reason I see God as a black man is because I feel like Christianity has definitely enforced this idea of um, a Eurocentric man being a higher power or someone with Eurocentric features. And I don't necessarily believe in that. I believe in, you know, why, like, why not incorporate some color? And also, like I said, like, you don't have to go by everybody's idea of Christianity or by higher power. So that's just what I believe. I see him as a black man. So that's why I pray to every night. I try to go to church as much as I can, but I do attend a school that's in a very remote area. So it's hard to go to church when I can. But when I do, I do attend a Christian church. I usually attend churches that are more Unitarian, um, if I may say, because a lot of Christian and Catholic churches are not accepting of its people, which I don't understand. But when I do go to church, like when I did attend middle, middle collegiate church, um, I always felt welcome because they're a very, very inclusive, very accepting church. I feel like I really did find my faith going to middle church because I didn't grow up in a religious household like my parents did. They were both raised to be um, either Catholic or Baptist but they never really, you know, forced an idea on me. They never, we never went to church. People around us, like my family, 
is very, very religious, but I never grew up around religion specifically. So when my mom and I first started attending middle church, which I think was three years ago now, it's crazy to think, which I think was three years ago now, we really did find a place where we could connect with God. It was a very, very sacred place for us. One of the most sacred and important experiences that I've had with my faith was with my best friend. We were in our dorm room at school. It sounds very odd, but we like to pray during our free periods that we have during the day. Um, and I remember this just being a very hard time for everybody. I, I think everybody around us was struggling. We were struggling. Um, so we weren't just praying for other people. We were praying for ourselves. And I remember us opening the Bible because we both have Bibles in our rooms. We just keep them on a shelf above our heads. Um, we were just kind of like sitting over the Bible. And I remember my friend was, um, my friend was reading off of it and I had my eyes closed and I was praying, but I peeked at her and I saw her saying all of these like sacred and holy words. And I was just like, wow. It's great that I have this, this type of connection with people. Other than praying every day, which I do, I will admit, I do forget to do sometimes because I pray at night and I get really tired and I end up falling asleep and I wake up, I'm like, oh no. But other than praying, it's very important to me to engage in community service. It does not even have to be connected to your religion or your higher power. I feel like through you know, the word of your higher power through what your higher power believes in, you can do good and you can help other people. And that's what community service is all about. Whether you're, I don't know, painting a mural, which is what I did a couple of weeks ago, or you're giving back to people, you're donating money. It's, it's an important practice to keep in mind. I think a value that really stands out to me is acceptance. I know I said this earlier, but it is so important to me to, to reinforce that value because I feel like sometimes it can be swept under the rug or glossed over. If you believe in this religion, you believe in that religion. People should accept you. If you are doing this or doing that and you're, st like, you're still a human at the end of the day, you should be accepted for what you believe in. Whether it's Christianity, whether it's Islam, it doesn't matter. You are you and you matter. My friends have always made sure to, to stand by their religion and to um, reinforce values whenever we are together, whenever we're praying. It doesn't even have to be if we're praying, like it will literally be daily life. If we're struggling with something, they're like, oh, well, God has a plan. Or if we're, I don't know, studying for a chemistry test. Oh, you know, you're gonna pass as God willing. That just, you know, daily notes that really remind you that that person is right there with you, that your higher power is, you know, always walking with you. I think the second person, as odd as it seems, is one of my school nurses. Um, she's Catholic and she wanted to start a, what is, I think it was called, Wednesday night prayer group 
and she ran the idea by me and my best friend. Um, so she was counting on us to like start it and put it on wheels and put it into motion, but we never got into that. That's besides the point though. She really does make an effort to accept people, whether they're atheist, Christian, whatever it may be. She always treats everybody the same. Like she'll never ever put anybody else over someone. So, and she doesn't, like she doesn't use her religion or her faith to stand in between a relationship. She's just an incredible person. That's all I have to say. Visit springtideresearch.org to hear more voices of young people and to download the State of Religion and Young People 2020 report, which is free thanks to a very generous donation. Today's show was produced by Marta Abuaji and TJ Birnbaum with original music by high school student Christian Unthank. Special thanks to our guest today and to all the young people whose perspectives and insights make our research possible. Remember to find us on social media at WeAreSpringtide and share your own stories with the hashtag showupforyoungpeople. Thanks for listening.